This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Wealth Puzzle and Hot Diggity Dog. We've got Tony Shore back here today as <laughs> Mr. Co-host. So everyone got sick of Tana, I think, over the last number of weeks. So oh, we I don't to, think so. We had to so. scratch her off the menu. Oh, and, no, uh, no. And uh, come back to Tony so we can revive the show. <laughs> well, I, Tana's been great. In fact, I thought I had been replaced permanently. No. And uh, you said, hey, let's do the show today. I'm like, no. yes, I finally get to the co-host again. No, but this, I- is like, this is 2020. The whole concept of relationships have been rewritten. So <laughs> That's true. You know, I, but, but the listeners you know. love Tana. I mean, she gets, right. she gets listener mail. You and I don't. You know, she, she's getting uh, <laughs> fan mail, and uh, you true. and I, you and I, it's like crickets out there. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I, the next progression of the show, Michael. Even though it's your show, I think is for Tana and I to do the show together. I I agree. I agree. I just kind of become the Godfather. I'm just around <laughs> somewhere. Uh, that'll be the you next guys progression. Do heavy lifting. Yeah, but, the Tony and Tana show, or the Tana and Tony show. But it's true, Tana does get all the feedback. You know, I we in the old days when we were allowed to do public, you know, workshops and seminars. That's uh, yep, not not happening these days. Um, you know, it's funny. I used to do these social security workshops, and you know, the content was really good, and people would be really engaged. And I'd always bring Tana in right at the end for like five seven minutes to just talk about Medicare stuff because Medicare is very closely related to social security. You know, you got to go sure. into social security office and all that. And it's always funny. Cause it's like that little segment right at the end. That's what begets and gets all the questions. And everyone's like, Oh, Hey Tana. Hey, Hey, can I talk to you? Um, I'm always like, what the heck, man? <laughs> how come, how come? What am I chopped liver over here? Jeez, I, yeah. I got the crowd all ready for her. Basically, <laughs> yeah, I was I was her hype man. Yeah, you warmed him up, and uh, then she, jeez, <laughs> they're finally awake. She closed so, the deal. Yeah, well, Tana is just, I mean, you know, yeah, uh, she's she's a lot nicer than you and I, probably. So that no. ain't that a fact. No, you're a great guy and you're the man with the plan. You're the man with the answers. And that's why we're here today. And, you know, before the show, Michael, number one, thanks for having me on the show. It's it's great to be back. And number two, just we we're talking on the show how it's, you know, the country's closing back up again in certain right. areas. So, right. Well, nutty. I mean, that's what's amazing. You go back to the beginning of this year, you would have never thought we'd be sitting here when the first shutdown happened in March. It was almost like a novelty item, you know, where you're it like, was. wow, this is crazy. This is confusing. It's a little scary. It's a little exciting, um, certainly out of the norm. And, you know, so you have this this initial time period of like, I remember the first morning when the when the shutdowns first started in March, I was nervous on if I should drive. I, I live I, I live like a half a mile from the office and I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't drive to my office because I don't want to get in trouble. 
And so I ended up walking to work because I, I walk a lot anyways, but I didn't want to drive my car because I didn't know if my car in the parking lot would be, a you know, some bad thing. <laughs> you know, and I was I was really nervous at first. And then the other day, you know, obviously uh, we shut down again here, stay at home order. And it's fascinating to me, like when I look around. I don't think anybody much cares about that stuff anymore. I, I think the uh, the uh, excitement, the effectiveness of it certainly wore off because uh, just this morning, there are a lot of people out and about. Yeah. So there are a lot of people out and about and, you know, for better or worse. And I just right. think people, you know, and, you know, everybody's saying this, but people are over it. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah who knew absolutely. that, you know, I haven't been. Back to my office, though, since March. Of course, I have a home studio, so I can really effectively do what I do and co-host the show and do voiceover work, things like that, from my house. And I actually like it and in yeah. ways prefer it. So I, I haven't been back into the office, uh, into the actual studio since March. So, yeah. um, you know, and some people are like that, but I, everybody's just, I mean, I would love to go out to eat to a restaurant. <laughs> absolutely and sit down and socialize and the simple pleasures give the waiter a hard time and yeah yeah no it, look it's it's crazy times and it's just amazing i mean we're starting to tease a year on this thing who, who oh. would have thought yeah in the beginning this is where we would be at because in the beginning it was presented as like i don't know you know six weeks to flatten the curve and then we're set yep yeah, that's the talk at the beginning was just you have to stay home. You can't do anything to flatten the curve. And, you know, some would argue that because, it, you know, it worked for a while, but then people just stopped doing that. And like you say, people are out and about again. Yeah. I mean, and people are illusion. saying that's the problem. So uh, I don't know. You know, there's been so much talk and there's te the testing is available widespread now. I mean, you can pretty much get tested for free all over the place at least right, where right. i'm at so yeah so the numbers have gone way up here lately though yeah. so i've talked to a few people lately who've gone and gotten tested down at like the fairgrounds here yeah and they said it's like a three to four hour long wait oh that's yeah nasty. so it's pretty brutal the um i don't know i'm thinking about canceling my weekend kissing booth down at the beach <laughs> you yeah, for a dollar. Well, I know how popular that is. The Michael Mansfield kissing <laughs> right. booth. Uh, yeah, kiss for a dollar. <laughs> That's probably a bad business model lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's a bad business model for yeah for you in particular. <laughs> I think. Uh, but I'm uh, just razzing you. Well, well <laughs> let's continue the conversation of doom and gloom. Yeah, you wanted doom to talk about doom and gloom today. I think we've had enough doom and gloom, but it, it's out no, there. More. We need more. more. Okay. I, I have decided that it hasn't come in threes yet. Oh, okay. No, nope, no. Nope. We're, we're only at like 1.7. We, we got, we <laughs> got only, more doom and gloom to come before it's over. We've only got four of the seven horses of the apocalypse or yeah. seven yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, turns out there were nine. No, <laughs> you just need, yeah. we need some, we need some more. Oh the, um, no. Thread those bad boys in. So, you know, it's funny over the weekend during my casual pleasure reading, I was reading on the think advisor website. They have a lot of, I like the, the website cause they put out a lot of really current, um, tax pieces yep. about what's kind of happening with tax law change, that kind of stuff. 
So, you know, I was just listening to the Ed Slot, you know, special. Ed Slot's a big IRA tax guy, for those of you who don't know. But what was interesting, and it kind of caught me as a novelty item in a sense, was, oh my gosh, here's an article by Harry Dent. Harry Dent is a pretty well-known economist, and he's been around forever. Um, now, what's funny is he has a nickname, and his nickname is the Contrarian's Contrarian. So I don't, you know. Basically, uh, he's a little more of Mr. Doom and Gloom when it comes to economics. Now, granted, Harry Dent's an interesting dude because he has been right a lot. I mean, he called the 89 economic collapse in Japan. He called the dot-com crisis back in the early 2000s. He actually put out a big piece prior to uh, President Trump getting originally elected talking about the populist wave would make him the president. So, he has a lot of kind of proprietary research he puts out. He works through the Harvard Business School. So he's a pretty, pretty well-known, strong, And he's been educated. right in the past with his Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. So the reason that Harry Dent is so memorable in my mind is probably about, ugh, gosh, I can't even remember, but probably like 10, maybe 12, maybe 9, I don't know when, a decade-ish ago, he put out a big white paper. And I just remember the title of it being called The Economic Winter. That's kind of sad. We're kind of in an economic winter right now. Anyways, um, in this piece that he put out about a decade ago, don't hold me to that one. It's been a while. Um, he talked about how the Dow Jones would crash to 3,000. Now, granted, over the last decade, any clues, Tony, what the Dow Jones has done? Uh, yeah, it's skyrocketed. So he, he was right in one sense that the Dow would start with a three. Yeah. The problem 30, is 30,000, 30,000, not 3,000. So yeah, he, he was just off by one zero. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it did tank the beginning of this year because of COVID. It yeah. But like even, but even that, you know, it's it, his, his thing was it's all over. The end is near. The apocalypse is coming. The stock market is going to utterly implode significantly worse than what happened in 08 and 10 years later that didn't happen see what's funny about um, being a prognosticator of economic data is if you put the long enough time horizon on a prediction it's going to come true someday the stock market will crash right yeah that's true so you know <laughs> per your point 10 years later we finally had a big crash yeah um you know i'm not sure that's what he was talking about but in any case even though he had a good historical track record, you know, there was one in the column of when you were totally wrong about that. But anyways, so he came out, he was getting interviewed by think advisor the other day and he came out with the market crash coming in two to three years. The economy is already dead. Dum, dum, dum. We need like <laughs> those sound buttons. How do we figure that out? Dun, man? Dun, dun. You know, um, I think there's a way to do it. Uh, we we'll get, do we'll get Mitch, we need our sound engineer, buttons. our yes. sound guy. Sound buttons. Damn it. I request them. Yeah, we can, yeah. Get, you, we can get you those. We, we'll hook you up. So anyway, so when you read this article in this interview that he, he did recently, he talks about, hey, the stock market's going to actually crash out somewhere around 2022, 2023. And, you know, you're thinking, well, wait a second. It's already basically 2021. So in a year or two, the market's imploding on us. What's happening here? This, uh -oh. I thought the market was going up. <gasps> Why? Mm -hmm. Anyways, so what he gets into, 
when you read the article, and I can send this to anybody. So, hey, if anybody wants this article, call 805-500-7035. Ask for old Mike Mansfield at the Lynn Group, and we'll get your email, and we'll get this over to you. But in any case, the article goes into some detail about how he's talking about, obviously, what he defines as a depression that happened this year. So, remember, the stock market imploded in the second and third quarter, obviously, the third quarter exponentially. And then it recovered. His argument is we literally had a short-term depression because the decline in the GDP is representative of a depression, not a recession. So, geez, at least it was a short depression. That's good. <laughs> yeah. The, um, instead of a 10-year long one. Yeah. Um, and what he's talking about is he's talking about zombie companies. You ever heard of a zombie company, Tony? Um, like The Walking Dead? <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you got to shoot them in the head, companies. Yeah. So he's saying, well, what the heck is a zombie company in this interview? And a zombie company said, look, 19%, so almost 20% of publicly traded companies are zombies. They're operating but can't pay the principal and interest on their debt. That's an interesting you know, sure. challenge. They can't take out bonds. They're having, they might, so he's thinking that over the next year or so, we're going to see a lot more business failures, which honestly, big business, I'm not sure about that. Small business, obviously, the small businesses were struggling before the pandemic, the small businesses are struggling during the pandemic. Um, small businesses run on small margins commonly. So how can a restaurant just go for a year without making money? Um, it's a it's such a big challenge. He thinks the vaccines won't roll out fast enough. He thinks the government is not coming up with stimulus soon enough. And it's basically too little too late. Oh my gosh, Tony, this is depressing. I think we should stop the show here and everyone should go sell all of their investments right now. <laughs> Period. I'll stop. You're, you're Ooh, like you're the Titanic. Joking. We're about yeah. to hit a iceberg. I'll stop. Reverse. I'll stop. The, um, Reverse. Yeah, I am joking, right? Yeah. You, you know, because information is power. Now, I, you know, once again, Harry Dent's a popular, smart dude. So, you know, you don't want to just say, oh, poo poo kachu he doesn't know what he's talking about um but at the same token these are conscious things i mean honestly he's bringing up some very valid points this these zombie companies are a very real thing that will have an impact you know on finances and on markets and things of that nature will it have the impact that he's talking about uh, you know i'm not sold on that he's basically saying that the stock market should have more or less a 50 percent crash in the next two years. Wow. Which would hurt, right? That's yeah. actually a not saying it bigger. can happen, but well, it's know. funny, right? You know, cause it's all about the tea leaves of what you look at and how you choose to perceive information. Now, granted, how would an individual use that information? The way that I perceive it is a proper retirement income plan, because if your money is allocated correctly, the dumbest thing that you can do in retirement is use the stock market to generate your monthly income. If you're pulling your thousand bucks a month or whatever you need out of the stock market account and the stock market goes down while you're pulling that money out every month, you're doing what's called reverse dollar cost averaging. You're blowing a hole, a crater in the side of your portfolio that you, it's very hard to recover from. So it's dumb, dumb, kachumbum to use the stock market to, I'm, see, I'm trying to come up with all these cute things, Tony, to really <laughs> get it to set in. 
I don't know if that one worked. Yeah, to, no, I, I think that to, one might have been a miss. But, Michael, the, <laughs> the points you're making aren't a miss. Yeah, <laughs> That's well, the thing. You're right. I mean, obviously, so many people retire and say, hey, I got my 401k, I got my IRA, I've got my stock portfolio, and I'm going to yeah. use that for retirement. But then they draw out of that. And what they don't realize is every time they take money out when the market's down, they're they're killing themselves. They're just well, really yeah. hurting. And this their, is a great year for that, right? You know, yeah. the, the stock market crashed. It took many months to come back to basically zero. So you have this like six or eight month period where the stock market is depressed. And if you were pulling money out of the stock market for your income, your account has completely underperformed the next guy who didn't. And that's because you're pulling money down on assets that were beat up. So you have to use more conservative buckets of money, cash, money market, CDs, uh, short-term bonds, uh, fixed index annuities, whatever the thing is, you got to use more conservative things to generate Where there's some built-in safety, your principal's protected, exactly. where you can lock in gains, right? Yeah. That's what the, you're talking about? Yeah. People need to be invested in the stock market, Tony. They just need for to be growth. invested in the stock market for growth with their long-term money, the money yeah. they're not going to touch for, you know, five plus years. So if you have a proper, healthy retirement income plan, a cash flow plan built out, this doomsday prognostication from Harry Dent doesn't overly matter to you. It might emotionally matter to you. It might be party pooper time for you. You might not want it, but the reality is you just can't have a negative impact on your income and your cash flow. And that's what we're always trying to protect. So who, so if you, number one, if you don't have a proper retirement income plan or you think you have one, but it needs to be kind of rehashed, reevaluated, just give my office a call. This is exactly what we do. We help individuals and couples do retirement income planning. So give us a call 805-500-7035. You can visit our main website, the lindgroup.com. Lind is L Y N D. And we're just located smack dab right here in Ventura, California. But um, that's sad. It's depressing. Mr. Harry Dent had made me feel sad over the weekend. The end. Let's end right there. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. So we got to be contrarian, right? We got to be the right. contrarians, contrarians, contrarian. So I was playing off of Harry Dent's nickname and adding another contrarian there. So that might be positive at that point. I don't know. Might be going back down. I got to figure that out. I need I need like a Rubik's Cube or something to figure out what's going on there. A the, slide um, rule. Exactly. So Abacus. I follow a lot of people. You know, I, I like I love sure. information, Tony. You know yep. that we talk about stuff all the time. And so if I had to contrast what Mr. Dent is saying with some other very smart, equally intelligent, highly successful human beings. For one economist, remember Harry Dent's an economist, so let me do the contrarian to him economist. Another economist I follow quite a bit is Brian Westbury. Brian Westbury is the chief economist, me, uh, chief economist for First Trust. You know, he helps you know give economic information on like three trillion dollars of assets. I mean, this guy's a pretty big hitter. He, um, you know, he was one of the top uh, economists. I think he was like, I don't remember if they said like top two economists in the 2000s for blah, blah, blah kind of yeah, stuff. Even I've heard of him. So yeah. That's no, he's, he's a very successful, very intelligent, very credible human being. He's a libertarian. So whatever that means, no one even knows what that means. I guess he voted for Jorgensen. The, um, 
You know what's funny? It was after the election, all the signs came down everywhere, which was like the nicest thing, you know, all the local signs. And so it was, it was like just the day after the election, all the signs come down off the street. I mean, there's thousands of them everywhere. And then I'm driving to Lowe's and all of a sudden there's like a brand new sign for Jorgensen like put out. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> his, 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 his getting a head start is, on 2024. Maybe that, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. It was a jump start. But anyways, moving on. So Brian Westbury, he just put out his economic forecast for next year. So do you think it's more doom and gloom, Tony? What do you think? Um, no, it's not. You're right. Yeah. So he has. They use a something very specific. They call it the capitalized profits model. What's that? This is, well, so in simplicity, what you do is you look at the government's measure of GDP reports. So you're looking at profitability of companies. You use a discount rate with the government treasuries and blah, 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 blah. Based on this, you know, what I think is fascinating about Brian Westbury's approach is he's using completely different data to make his point than what Harry Dent did. And I think that's what's funny is, right, information is power because how can you use all the pieces of the puzzle to make good informed decisions? So in any case, when you look at um, Brian Westbury's scenario, when he does his capitalized profits model that he uses, he puts the S&P 500 at year end next year at 4,200. It's at about 3,600 right now. Wow. Woo! So yeah. should we just say, I like him better than Harry Dent? <laughs> yeah, well, done. Yeah, I love the positivity. He's got the Dow, he's got the Dow getting to 35,000. That's huge. Uh, well, that's huge. And it's, it's funny, too, because it, it's funny how people's perceptions are, right? If you tell someone, oh, yeah, this Harry Dent article says it's all over in a year or two, they'd be like, no, that's no, I don't want to hear that. And then you tell someone, hey, it looks like uh, Mr. Westbury, he's got the S&P at 4,200 next year. No, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you know, you can't win with these people. What I will say is right. I dabble with Harry Dent, meaning I come across his stuff occasionally. It's always depressing. It's always sad. And I would say since I followed him, because I, you know, wasn't following him in the 80s, um, when I followed him, you know, it's been less right. Whereas Brian Westbury, I follow weekly research that his firm puts out. And in the last number of years that I followed him, he has been very on the money with, with kind of where the years shape up. He, he seems to be a very intelligent person on the way that he uses and perceives information. So I don't know. You know, it is what it is. He's not just some big sky is falling conspiracy person. No. But it is good to look at. I, I think it's good that you still, you know, once in a while check out what is Harry Dent saying because yeah, you want to see, you want to take in all the as a financial advisor, you've got to do what's in your client's best interest and stay on top of these things, and so it's your job. That's why you're always uh, reading and getting more information so you can see the big picture and see what people out there are saying. Yeah, well, and you have to learn to be objective with information, right? So if I just want to read. Brian Westbury's information and all he wants to do is be positive, then it, it skews my perception of reality. Because to be fair, just like anybody else, Brian Westbury didn't see the coronavirus happening in February. He didn't see a 40% market decline last February. So things do happen. So we do need to be aware of as much as we can be. 
All right, let me throw one more here on the on the the fire real quick, just for giggle sake, and then we can kind of wrap this up. So another highly highly intelligent human being that I I really love his information. Um, our, Tony our, Shore. Tony Shore. Boy, oh, your, that wasn't who you were. What's your say? prognostication for next year? <laughs> Uh, I have no, whatever you say is what I tell people. So we partner up with, um, gradient investments. They help us, uh, manage model investment portfolios at TD Ameritrade. And so every year, uh, gradient does a little investment form where they bring in some highly intelligent human beings in order to educate us, which I love. I love education. And one gentleman that they always commonly bring in is Brian Belsky. And Brian Belsky is the top financial analyst, um, kind of stock picker, we'll say. He, he builds mutual funds for BMO Bank up in Canada. Now, this guy, he might have like a shade of obnoxious, but this guy <laughs> yeah, is one. I've he, met him. He, he's entitled to be, though. Th- this guy is very intelligent. He's super smart, yeah. I mean, uh, this guy is is a very serious human being. He he is highly intelligent and he's been at it for like over 30 years um, as a stock picker for these, you know, just multi-billion dollar institutions. I mean, he is a very serious dude. And so he puts out his own research and just literally the other day I got his 37 page um, outlook for 2021 and it goes through different sectors and it talks about all of this stuff and the things that he's concerned about and curious about and what he's figuring out and all that. And now Brian Belsky is a little different. He has a different theme that he takes. As much as he talks about underlying sectors, he talks about a bigger trend. He talks about a secular market. Secular markets are like 10, 15, 20 year long market trends. See, we all get hung up on cyclical markets, short term, what happened last month, last year kind of stuff. Um, But Belsky, he believes in big trends. And he believes we're in the middle of a secular bull market. He thinks there's a lot more years to go of the US stock market going up a lot. Now, granted, to be fair, inside of secular bull markets, there are down markets and recessions and things like that, but big picture, things are trending up. So what I thought was funny was his bull case for next year puts the S&P at 4,200. And I thought, wow, diggity dog. Yeah. How did Brian Westbury, using a completely different approach, using his capitalized profits model with the government versus Brian Belsky, who's a fundamental analyst looking at the fundamentals of individual companies, they both came up with kind of the same number, completely different ways. Wow. And I thought, geez, that's fascinating. And then I got Harry Dent, who uses wow. a completely different <laughs> set of information to say you're yeah. all screwed. Right. So I don't know. As Meatball says, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. Well, yeah, I, I think I think it's obvious you have to look at the experts and and weigh. But if if two guys who are very respected and intelligent come to the same conclusion, and they even you know came about it different ways, uh, that's really credible. Then I mean, you can you know it, it carries yeah. more weight that way. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen, but at least. Maybe there's a little sense of optimism going into next year um, versus just doom, depression, sadness going into right. next year. Let's so much of it has it. to do with what's going to happen with the COVID. I mean, it's a yeah. lot of it's tied into that. But absolutely. You know, like you say, major corporations, if they're if they're healthy, which they have been, I mean, 
some companies are having record years. Yeah, bigger the big, companies. The big it's, kids have, yeah. have held up really well. It's the medium yeah. and especially the small businesses that are really hurting. And right. like you said, a lot of them were hurting before uh, COVID and then COVID yeah. has wiped out a number of them. Uh, but I, I think the major companies uh, that people have stocks in, you know, I, I think obviously from what all the experts are saying, or most of them, <laughs> not Dent, but most of them are saying, okay, uh, it's these guys are strong. The companies are strong. But you, we never right. know. You know, it's how, we never thought we'd have to endure the COVID for this long, you know. And, right. and now, now it's like, where's the end? Is there an end in sight? Right. But I think the takeaway, though, is everybody's individual situation is unique. Your time horizon is unique. Your income needs are unique. You are unique. And you need a plan, a process, a cash flow that represents your uniqueness. So all of this is fun, good information, but it's borderline useless until you really apply it to you. You know, these are good talking points for your friends, but we really have to look at your individual situation. So once again... We do financial planning here for retirement income planning. We can help you complimentary, no cost, evaluate your situation, build an effective retirement income plan. You just got to give us a call. Reach out to us. So uh, give us a call, 805-500-7035. Certainly visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And um, I think that's good for now, Tony. We've talked our pants off and uh, we uh, we will do this again someday. All right. Well, thanks so much, Michael. And uh, listeners, that does it for The Wealth Puzzle with our host, Michael Mansfield. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group, LLC. The Lynn Group, LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors, LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group, LLC. The Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.